0: Welcome back to the PBL Playbook. We're back with another episode of our Project Blitz. We're talking to Kendra McFeeters today, who is a Magnify Learning facilitator as well as a PBL facilitator in Northern Indiana, and she's going to talk to us about a project that she did with some senior English students around short story writing.
1: Welcome to the PBL Playbook, brought to you by Magnify Learning, where we equip teachers with project-based learning tools today so they can engage and empower their students for the future. This podcast will give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom, just like you, and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. Now, here are your PBL Playbook hosts, Josh and Andrea.
2: Gotta find a
0: here with Kendra McFeeder. She is a PBL facilitator in Northwest Indiana. Kendra, can you talk about where you're located and what you've been teaching and how you got started in PBL?
2: Hi, yeah. My name is Kendra McPheeters, and I am an English teacher at Lowell High School in Lowell, Indiana, so about an hour out of Chicago. And what started me with PBL actually started with me as a high school student. When I was a student at Crawfordsville, Indiana, uh, we had the Techno Build grant through Purdue University, and that enabled us to go one-to-one with the caveat that we also had to do PBL in order to receive that technology. So... I was a student of PBL. We did some awesome things. We renovated our town's train station um, and lobbied for high-speed rail. So that was my introduction to PBL and really you know, made that a place in my heart where I wanted to do that as a teacher. Um, so at Lowell High School in the 2012-2013 school year, we started our bridge team and joined a PBL network. And that led me to Also want to train teachers in PBL because I just really believe in it so much. So a few years ago, I started facilitating with Magnify Learning as well.
3: Awesome. I love to hear that type of story where we we start to see high school students who got to experience PBL now getting a chance to really facilitate and teach that in their own classroom. So why don't you tell us a little bit about a project that you've had some success with and and kind of give our our listeners an overview of what some of those project elements were um, and and why you like that project so much. Um,
2: I think one of the projects that I really enjoy is a project that I do at the beginning of the semester with my short stories classes and when I started looking at short stories as a PBL class rather than the traditional we're going to read stories, we're going to analyze them, we're going to write essays analyzing them. At first it was really difficult to think how I would transform that class into a PBL class and so when I started thinking about what I'd like for students to get out of it by the end and started reverse engineering. It made a lot of sense to me that I wanted students to be able to write their own stories and be able to analyze stories together um, to have that application as well. So as I started that process of looking, well, okay, how do I get my students there? The first step to me seemed like learning the plot arc and learning how stories are structured would make for a good introduction into that writing process. So what we do in this project is we actually partner with an elementary class each semester, and we look at how in elementary schools they have this literacy block that a lot of schools have to do where it's 90 minutes of literacy instruction every day, which sometimes comes at the expense of social studies and science education. So what we've done is take the science standards for that grade level And using the plot arc, we create children's books for them that not only provide engaging fiction for students to read and study with their teachers during that literacy block, but also teach science standards.
0: Awesome. I love that. Um, You know, getting involved with other students and, and making their learning authentic as well. So... Thinking back to um, the times that you've you've implemented this project, what is the, the student impact and maybe some of the feedback you're getting from your students, how do you know that, that this project is meaningful for them and that they like it?
2: Some of the things that I've heard about this project that really make me want to continue it, um, because I've, I've done it a few times with different teachers and different grade levels, and I think it's one of those things where every year when you're getting ready to start the school year, you go, you know, should I revamp this project? Should I scrap this project and do something new? Are students still going to like it? And the reason that I've kept up with this project is because it keeps coming back to the feedback that I am getting from students. And a lot of them say that they really appreciate that they know that this is going to students and it is authentic in that it is going to be taught in schools and students are going to get to learn about these things and a piece of their work is going to impact others.
3: Yeah, I imagine some of them might even remember like being in in that uh setting where they didn't get as much time in science or math and, and really um enjoy the fact that they can they can do that through maybe a, a children's book. So really cool. Uh so you know, you were asked we asked you kinda of to think about some projects. Why did this one stand out and what type of impact did it have on you in terms of, of your development as a PBL facilitator? I think, you know, a
2: couple of projects stood out to me and the big component that made them stand out was the level of authenticity Um, so being able to have teachers skype in when we've used community partners that are outside of our area and listen to these projects and be able to talk about how these books have impacted their students or how they anticipated in the cases of like during the presentations, um, how they anticipated that the book would impact their students, I think made it something that made me want to share this project, that you can have these opportunities with students where they're going to get to interact with other people, and they know that their work is going to have a bigger impact than just in the classroom.
0: So thinking about from the community partner perspective and the teachers that are on the receiving end of these books, um, what's the feedback that you're getting from them about the impact on on their students from the work that your students are doing? I've gotten a lot of positive feedback
2: from the teachers that we've worked with, and we've we've sent these books, and when they've gotten back to me, it's been a lot of how the students have really appreciated being able to read works that are by older students because these are the students that they look up to. They see these high schoolers and they seem so grown up. Um, and so it's really empowering for them to get to read materials that are written by those students that they see as role models and be able to you know, say like, hey, I could do that at some point, too. I think also, you know, it does humanize people a little bit because there have been times where despite our peer reviews and despite our feedback sessions, there are times when grammatical errors sometimes slip into these stories. The students, as they're going through the books, you know, because in elementary school you have a lot more of that grammar instruction than you have as you get older, they get to be you know, the experts and say, hey, that should actually be this way. And so it provides another type of teachable moment.
3: Yeah, and, and quite frankly, I really like when you've got that connection between young elementary students and, and older students. You know, a lot of people ask about, do we have to like recreate all brand new PBLs every year? And and obviously we want things to continue to be authentic, but there's something to be said about that kind of legacy type project where it's like, okay, I remember when I was in second or third grade, we had these high schoolers come down and read to us and, and do this like they look forward to maybe being able to do that a couple years down the road, too. So I think that's kind of a really um, important message for for new PBL facilitators, too, that there is some you know, there's some value in repeating a project that you can get kids excited about and, and look forward to as long as it still remains relevant and, and meaningful to them.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. So what thinking about, you know, you've you've done this project a couple of times. Um, in what ways have you changed it over the years and, you know, going forward If you were getting ready to do it again, what changes would you make um, to implement this project another time? I think
2: um, as far as changes that I've made up to this point, some of it has been in clarifying benchmarks and making sure that students really see the connections among the benchmarks and how it leads to the final product. It seemed transparent and clear to me at first, but I realized as I went through the project the first time that the purpose really needed to be explained in a way that I was not doing for my students. Um, so I had to you know, kind of take a, a look back at that project and re, re-clarify, that's not even a word, uh, but look back at the purpose and decide how I would then make that more explicit to my students. I also go through and now I have students do the benchmarking themselves. So we look through projects together and not, not just this project, but projects in general. Uh, we look at the final product and talk about authentically, how would you get here? We're doing this for real. So how do we get there?
0: Yeah, I think that's really valuable in having them see kind of that process um, of, of getting from point A to, you know, point Z. Um, and you know, what's, what's the way that we're getting there. Um, and I think too, sometimes a lot of, you know, we see the big picture of the project and we see the authentic connection, but you know, at the level that our kids are at for, you know, not behind the scenes, they don't always see that. So I think that's, um, you know, really good growth as far as implementing this project.
2: I think it's, it's something that as teachers, we need to be able to step back and say, but how will students see this? Because to us, it's it's our baby and we've designed this. And so we think that it's you know, really clear and it's going to be really obvious to students. And sometimes we just need to remember that they don't see all of it yet, that we have to make that Here's, here's the behind-the-scenes look.
3: Outstanding. So thank you for spending some time uh, kind of talking to us about this project. Before we, we go, is there anything that you would um, want to tell our listeners, any, any advice that you might want to give to people who are kind of starting their PBL journey or, or pushing forward with this work?
2: Yeah, I think for people starting out, definitely give yourself the grace to mess up and also give your students the opportunity to see that growth. Um, when I started out in PBL, there were, know, lots of mistakes that I made right off the bat. And I went into it thinking that, I would be really good at it because I'd seen it as a student, but it's so different going from student to teacher, um, as we all know. So I think just having the ability to look at that work and say, you know what, this isn't working for us. Let's talk about how to fix it as a class, really builds that class culture and allows you to grow as that little community within your classroom so that your projects can continue to improve.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today and, and sharing your project. Thank you.
2: All
3: right, everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of the PBL Project Blitz. We really enjoy the opportunity to talk with people about projects and share those projects with you. So if you think you have a great project and you want to share your project with us, make sure you reach out to us on social media and we'd be glad to interview you. You may have noticed that this episode contains some new music at the beginning of our show. We want to give a special shout out to Attaboy for letting us use their music on the show. Uh, The song that you heard today was Waking Up. And if you really like their music and want to check them out, be sure to look at Spotify and check out our show notes because we'll have links to their music in those notes. Ready, break!
1: Thanks again for joining Josh and Andrea for the PBL Playbook, where we give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom just like you and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. If you want to reach the pod, you can tweet at askgiebs, at missb103, and at magnifylearning. Or you can email the PBL Playbook at magnifylearningn.org with any questions, thoughts, or ideas you have. Also, be sure to show Josh and Andrea some PBL love by rating, reviewing, and sharing the PBL Playbook with other educators.